Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Harreff. I've been in different leadership positions over the last seven years, and the most rewarding thing is when I'm able to help women on their way to a promotion or a better position with another company. I'm here to help so many more women see their potential and implement small changes every day to make a huge impact in their career. I focus on confidence, self-awareness, communication, growth mindset, networking, and more. If you're ready to believe in yourself and take action, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hi friends. Welcome back to another episode of Next Level Leaders. Today is an episode solo, and it's been a while since I've done a solo episode outside of the Monday messages. So I am excited to be here with you today and talking a little bit about progression in your career. We're heading towards the end of the year. It's early November, and you might be having either quarterly reviews. Maybe you have an end of year review coming up. Maybe it's a beginning of year, and maybe you have a review coming up in the next couple of months. So it's helpful to prepare for those and and think of where you want to go. What do you want in your career? What does that progression look like? And I was actually thinking about releasing another episode before this, but when I was talking to one of my friends on LinkedIn, we were talking about career progression and I was asking how things were going. And in that discussion, he mentioned, you know, that next level of progression of options within my company, none of them really appeal to me right now. And he was kind of thinking, does that mean, you know, I don't feel worthy or does it mean I don't want to grow? Does it mean I'm not ready for that growth. What does that, what does that really mean? And it was interesting to think about because I quickly was back in a thought of when I was a manager in one of my positions and I was really excited about that ladder growth. How do I move to that next position? How do I grow to earn more money? I love money. So I loved the opportunity to earn more of it. But then when I started thinking, what does the level above me require of me? And do I want to do that work? A lot of times we don't really think about what that would look like. We just want to get there. And that isn't always the best route. And sometimes we don't find that out until later on down the line, right? Where we think, oh, I'm not really happy in this position. Why is that? And then you start reflecting, oh, It's because this wasn't an initial right fit for me, but I did it anyway because of X, Y, or Z. Maybe it was convenience. Maybe it was you were working with your friends. Maybe it's more money. I get it. All those reasons are valid. But what is making you happy in the long run? What is helping you with your career growth to where you feel like you are progressing in a way that feels good to you? And I want to mention or clarify when I'm talking about progression, I don't mean forward progression in a growth ladder role. I think that's most easily how people describe it and mentioning of climbing the corporate ladder. Sure. That's a phrase that's used, but I want to make sure you're aware that that doesn't always mean 
constant upward trajectory. Sometimes that means taking a lateral move into another department in order to grow higher into another role. And I want you to think of progression as how am I growing as a human being? How am I growing in my personal life? And how am I growing in my professional life? What does that look like? Am I satisfied with that growth? Am I setting those goals? So those are some things that you can think about at least from now going forward into the end of the year, the beginning of next year. It's helpful to have those ongoing check-ins of where you're at in setting those goals. And that's why I think it's important and helpful to think about goal setting and thinking about, okay, how can I continue to improve myself both at home or outside of work, and then also within the workplace, what does that look like? Because for me, like I said, when I realized the expectations from the position that I could have potentially grown into at one point, it wasn't where my passion was. Sure, the money was there, but the passion was not there. I love leading entry-level teams. So if I think of moving farther away from that, while my efforts would still affect those people, the leaders, the team members, the customers, it wasn't what I wanted to do every day in a day-to-day was what was in that job description for a director at that company. So I thought to myself, you know, what could I be doing to take on extra projects or what could I be doing to feel more fulfilled within my current role And when I started thinking about that and you're allowing yourself to think bigger and open up your mind into that direction, I think you'll be surprised at how many new ideas come to your mind that you're like, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that outside of this. Or I didn't know that that was something that I might be interested in. So a couple of things that come to me off the top of my head is, like I mentioned, projects. If your company is growing, and this is why startups can be so much fun, because there's usually some sort of project available at any given time. So what I like to do is then volunteer for these different projects. And part of that is networking. How can I get involved in these different projects? Okay, I want to get involved in this area. Okay, I need to start networking with people who are in this position or in this department so that I can be more prepared and I'm sharing with them what my interests are and how I would like to be considered for future project management type of roles or what have you. It is something that can definitely help, again, in your career trajectory, your growth, all the different things when you are opening up your mind to where you are currently at. So often we think of professional growth as moving from this position to this position. I have to get promoted into another department or another team, even if I'm not getting a raise because that's gonna show I am progressing, right? Well, not necessarily if that's not what's making you happy. If you're moving into a lateral position, but you really liked the work you were doing here and you're moving over there for the sake of progression. Sure. If you want to be a potential leader among that team or what have you, maybe that makes sense. But what if you really want to grow within your current role, but you want to show growth, leaving that department may not make the most sense. Sometimes it does, but not, not in every case. 
So I would consider you to give yourself some time to think about what that looks like for you. And then when you're thinking also about career progression, you can think of something like mentoring. I could easily mentor people who are uh, maybe less tenured than I am. They need some guidance throughout their career. So I can go message people who are newer than I am and say, hey, I'm here as a support. How can you support them? What are your strengths? I could say, hey, I'm really great with process improvement. So if you ever need an extra eye on a a particular process that you think might be needing some improvement, I would love to come in from an outside perspective and share uh, that with you. Or let's say it's entry level. Let's say you're in the entry level position and you want to mentor other people within your position. You could say, hey, I have become an expert in our knowledge base. So if you have any questions and you're not able to find the answer in the knowledge base, reach out to me and I will send you the article link or what, whatever that it might be. And then after you're off your call or after you've sent your email, whatever that is, you say, let's maybe if you're in person, Hey, let's meet up and I'll show you where that is. Or maybe you do a video walkthrough for them real quick. Maybe it's a quick zoom chat. I know in Slack, there's such great integrations, uh, that you can send a zoom meeting super quickly. And that's really nice as well. So tons of different options there to be a mentor for someone. And you might think, Oh, well, I'm not a mentor. I don't not like really amazing at any particular thing. I don't want you so much thinking of it as a mentor in a way of, oh, I have all this knowledge and I'm going to teach you all the things. I kind of think instantly of Kung Fu Panda where he, he feels like he is this student who knows nothing. And so when you're going in to get mentored, you kind of think, put yourself in their position where they're coming in, not knowing very much. And Anything that you're sharing with them is going to be a wealth of knowledge that they'll be grateful to have, at least as an option for you to be offering it. So yeah, we're going to talk about ways that we can network and potentially get on other projects. We can talk about ways that we can mentor people who are newer to the company than we are. Something that I also did in a past position was I asked my leader, hey, I would love to be able to grow into a team leader type role. So you insert whatever position you're interested. Maybe it's working on the product team. Maybe it's working on the data team. Maybe it's working in QA, whatever that might be for you. You could say, Hey, I'm really interested in this. Is there anything in relation to your role that has some of the overlap maybe where I can take that on and maybe learn and maybe help with. For me, it was pulling stats for our reports. I worked for a company where we had daily stats that we would run and it was so tedious looking back on it, which is probably why my team leader at the time was happy to delegate that to me because all I did was go run reports and then I would get the data and I would enter it into our spreadsheet. I had to save it in several locations because it was old school back then of, you know, saving a document you had to save as, and then we had our backup file in case any data got corrupted, all that great stuff going down memory lane. But, and that wasn't even like 10 years ago, but what's helpful in that regard is that I said, Hey, I want to be a leader 
and I want to be seen as a leader amongst my peers. I'm already doing that by the Help Center articles, as I had mentioned as an idea. And then I wanted to start taking on some of the ownership of team leader type responsibilities. And that was a really easy one for me to take on was for the stats. So then I started sending out our stats every day. And then I had the summary of once uh, a week, I believe, or maybe it was at the end of the month, but I was able to own that. And because I did it consistently and I did it well, my leader then had that confidence in me. And I was able to add that to my own resume of things that I had done or accomplished within my role, which if you've heard anything with me on resumes, it's always about focusing on those accomplishments, things you specifically did. All of these things you could add to a resume. I mentored people who were uh, newer in their position than me by offering guidance through XYZ. I was seen as a leader amongst our team because I volunteered to take over our help center or because I volunteered to take over our stats and I was able to report on them consistently every day, as well as doing a monthly report, or I got involved in other projects. I owned X project because I networked with the department and was able to be selected amongst a team of however many there were, right? So there are tons of opportunities for you to have growth within your current role. And if you're tuning into this podcast, you also have that same mentality that you want to grow because you're listening to a leadership podcast. You could be listening to a true crime podcast instead, but you're choosing to hang out with me and I appreciate that. So you're heading in the right direction and I hope this is helpful in ways that were helpful for me for me when I was looking to get promoted as well. So look for ways that you can offer help. Find things that are a struggle for your company and think of solutions to where you can create change or improvements and be okay with sharing what you're seeing and recognizing. And if you have a great leader, they'll likely say, hey, Nicole brought this to my attention and I think it's something that we need to act on so that you're helping share that credit and your manager is being kind of that driver of the change that you get that initial credit for saying, Hey, what if we did something different this way? Uh, If you don't have that foundation of a relationship with your leader, that's something else that we can talk about. But if you feel safe within that relationship with you and your leader to say things that you feel could be better. I know for me, I'm, I feel comfortable with my different leaders that I've worked with. And I've built those relationships so that I can say, hey, I'm not a huge fan of the way this has been handled or the way this process has been done. Is there any way that we could potentially consider changing it? And if so, who would be involved in doing that? So you'll get more comfortable over time with those leaders as you continue to grow within your own role, as you continue to grow within that company or by uh, preparing for other roles. I think it is so smart if you are younger in your career and you are thinking of ways that you can be more useful, not just inside your role and inside your bubble of that company that you're in. How can you offer this value to people outside of your company? So uh, that's another option that you could do where you can feel that sense of growth because 
you are offering a service, you're giving of your service to other people or your abilities. And that's really helpful as well. It's something that I have mentioned in previous discussions with women who are coming back into the workplace after maybe a long period of time raising children at home, and then they're ready to come back into the workforce. Well, they might not feel very confident in a lot of the skills. How could you say, hey, I work with this program as a CRM, for example, or I work out of this phone system that is that we log in through the internet, right? There's some people who may, may not have ever seen like a VoIP, VOIP system or logging into a phone option through a web browser. Some people truly haven't seen that. And sometimes for ourselves, it's harder to get in that sense of putting ourselves in a position where we're experiencing something for the first time. And that's a gift. Truly. If you're in a place where you feel more confident and comfortable, that means you've grown in your, into your role, you've grown and you have learned along the way. And then you come and see someone else who's new and struggling. It's so hard to remember how you felt back then because you've grown so much. But if you can ever at any time, think of something that you're not familiar with that someone else is teaching you, remember those feelings, remember how, how you felt. Maybe you were Uh, giving yourself a hard time because you weren't picking it up fast enough. Maybe you were beating yourself up over not remembering something that someone had said from the day previous because you were just soaking in so much information, right? We get in this, it's a hard place to be in when you're first learning something because it can also be really exciting, but you want to be better. You want to be the best. You want to continue showing that you can do the different type of work. So sometimes that learning curve or learning something new can be a little bit nerve wracking or super out of someone's comfort zone. So how could you get with people who uh, you could mentor on? Hey, let me walk you through what this would be like in a tutorial. What would this, how do uh, I respond to emails or how do I use How do I use the G suite? How do I use Google, all the different applications within Google Gmail, Google docs, Google slides, Google sheets, all of the different options, right? I started a new position four months ago and they use Microsoft office. And that was something I hadn't used in such a long time that I needed a a tutorial. I said, I have no idea how to add a zoom meeting to my calendar invite. I felt like an idiot because I feel so knowledgeable and confident in so many other things that I was like, how is it possible that I can't even figure out how to add a Zoom calendar or a Zoom to my calendar invite? So there's that shame that kind of creeps in and, and that like not being good enough can creep in. And if, if you've been in that position, which I would imagine most people, if not everyone has been in that position, recognizing that in other people when they're going through it and offering help and not saying, Hey, I'm here to help. If you need me, that's probably one of my most frustrating comments I hear, especially towards women who have recently become mothers, uh, especially because they might not know what they need or when they need it or what they could ask of you. So if you're going to offer some help on anything, Hey, I would love to help you. If you are struggling in whatever it might be, Hey, if you're struggling, creating calendar invites or sharing Google docs 
or knowing how to use the platform in the G Suite, please reach out to me. That's different than saying, hey, I'm here if you have any questions or need any help, right? We want to be a little bit more specific. Something similar like Slack. Hey, are you familiar with Slack? If not, if you want, I would love to do a tutorial with you and walk you through it for a few minutes. Do you have some time later today? It could be something as simple as that. Or, hey, I know you're new here. If you aren't familiar with Slack, I am definitely your go-to. I'd be happy to offer you a tutorial at any time. Or if you have any questions on how something works in Slack, please don't hesitate to ask me. Something like that where you're offering an option to them because they might not be ready to do that. They might not be ready to learn that thing just yet. And of course, you're not going to be offended if they're not ready for it at that time, but you also don't want to make them feel like they should say yes, right? You want to make sure that it's a good relationship where you're creating that invite as an option. So I know that's been helpful for me in the transition for my new position. There's so many things I don't know uh, that are within that platform that I feel like will take me a while to fully catch on to all of the things, but the things I'm working on and focusing on now, I feel I have gotten a good grasp of, and I can put all of the learning and growing and development that I've had in my full career and apply it to uh, this in my current position. So if you are, you know, feeling down on yourself or anything like that, know that I have definitely been there. I am not a fan of being new in companies because, and I told my boss that I said, I, I really struggle, especially within the first three months of a new position of learning, because I, I want to be to a place where it's kind of like, you don't want to necessarily go through the journey. You want to have just arrived, let's say. So that's how I am in the workplace. I get to a place where I feel really confident in the work that I'm doing, but it takes some time. And I have to remember, okay, when I left previous positions, I was an expert on so many things. I'm going to get there eventually. I need to give myself grace and be a little bit patient. So if you are in a position where you're thinking, oh, if I want to grow, I have to get promoted or I have to leave my current job in order to have growth. Uh, I want you to reflect on those things that are most important to you. Maybe that's work-life harmony. I like to call it harmony instead of balance. I feel like work and life are never truly fully balanced. So I like to call it harmony because sometimes you're working a little bit harder at work and that's okay. You're still very much enjoying your family life. And some people like to have a lot of work being done. Some people have multiple jobs where that's what they enjoy and that's okay. I don't want to make anyone feel like, oh, you have to have it 50, 50, or if you're working too much, or if you're at home too much. You know, you decide what makes you most happy and that's what's most important. Obviously, if you have a partner or something, you'd want to be checking in uh, with them and making sure things are like agreed on, I guess. I don't know, just like communicating what your desires are and, and moving forward from there. But then you're also thinking of money. Money is usually a factor to some degree. Are you making the money that you want? How could you make uh, the money that you do want to have? How could you have your life also fit within your current means, right? There are things that we could uh, reconsider or budget whatnot. I'm not really that great at that. So I'm not going to go too far into that, 
but right people make it work if they want to make it work. So uh, especially in these younger generations, it seems that people want to do work that they really enjoy. So they are willing to live a more like minimalist lifestyle or live in a smaller house or, you know, whatever that looks like, drive a car that's not brand new, what have you. It is whatever makes you happy and feel like you are progressing as a human. So I want you to take the mental thought of that corporate ladder out of your head, because there are so many ways that you can grow within your current position. In addition to all the things that I mentioned, there's so many different learning courses out there. There's of course, coaching that I offer. There are so many opportunities for you uh, that I think People are not necessarily taking advantage of enough within the workplace. We always deprioritize ourselves. Oh, I'll do that course, you know, maybe next month. And then it's maybe next month. We always find a way to deprioritize ourselves. So one thing I'm going to challenge you going into the rest of this year is having that self-reflection of what's going to make you most happy in whatever position you're in. Maybe that's ours. Maybe that's PTO. I have one of my best friends. If she doesn't have a good PTO policy, it's not worth working there because she lives and shows up best when she has a vacation to look forward to of some new adventure to go on and plan for. So she has found what makes her happy and it's that traveling. So she's okay with maybe making a little bit less if that means she has more in vacation hours. So think about those things and then going into the new year. I want you to think of how you can invest in yourself and how you're going to make that work for you because it's going to help you in your career as a whole of growing as an individual and as a team member, as a person in general for the next year. All right. And with that, we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Next Level Leaders. If today's episode resonated with you, please take a quick screenshot, share it to your Instagram and tag me at Nicole.Harrop. I love to see it and it means the world to me. I appreciate you helping to spread the word so I can help more women. See you on next week's episode.